Hello, and welcome to Art Box. I'm your host, Jason. In this episode, I talk to Rodney Herring, a.k.a. Buck. Buck is a graphic artist who turned his attention to visual art. He uses imagery and text to tell narratives in his paintings. We talk about that, and when a piece is finished, and what materials he uses. So, with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. First and foremost, thank you, sir, for doing this. I appreciate it. All right, Buck, uh, who are you? How did you get your start in the arts? My name is, uh, real name is Rodney Herring. I'm from uh, Baltimore County, <laughs> like right outside Baltimore City, a uh, little area called like uh, Parkville, Kearney, Towson, that whole little area. It's a, it's a, how did I get started? My mom is a business teacher. Hmm. And my dad, my dad's still a worker. My dad loves to doodle and he doodles and writes down numbers and doodles on paper. Right. Right. My mom, being a business teacher, brought home reams of white paper all the time. And yeah. then she was a real estate agent on the side. So she had to keep me busy. So I was a latchkey kid. But then she'd be like, yo, you got to go to office with me sometimes. Right. 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 So either I'm at home or in the office with her with a ream of white paper to basically do whatever I need to do to keep busy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I wasn't like, I was an active kid, but I wasn't like super active where you had to like tie me down or anything like that. I was good. I was very, I'm, I'm my mom's only child. So I was very comfortable sitting, you know, sitting in a room, yeah. drawing a piece of paper, man. And then one of my best friends growing up, he was extremely talented at like 10, 11. And I mentioned this in my other, one of my other interviews, well, the artist talk, I mentioned it was like, I'm competitive. Yeah. So he's like this, like he's drawing Marvel at like 10, 11. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. He, I mean, he's not working for Marvel, but he's drawing just like <laughs> that. Like literally it looks like I'm amazed and everybody's like, oh, look at what Steven just did. This is amazing. <laughs> and I'm irritated, right? Right. So what I'm doing is I'm so competitive. I'm like, I don't have to do it that way. So literally I'm doing like my little drawings on the paper and I'm also trying to figure out how to take like the newspaper that me and my dad had left out. And I'm drawing afros on people and connecting like the text and circling stuff. Yeah, I'm doing this at like a young age, but it still yeah. was like, it wasn't deep but it was cool to me and it was also right. like I can't beat him this way but I can make some cool this way yeah. you know what I mean so and that's what it was man just yeah. trying to make some cool stuff my brain is really on some old like yo I just want to I just want to create give me the paper yeah uh, you know I'm going to do something you know what I mean so that's really the that's the start of my art career and then there was also I always make sure I mention I, my mom, I don't even think my mom remembers this lady's name. My mom was she selling real estate. She had a friend that was on this house near where she was going to sell some real estate at. But the lady was an artist. She's in the house working and painting and she had overalls on. <laughs> and it's like, middle-aged white lady. And I was like, hey, she, my, so my mom leaves me there. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, so what do you do? And she's like, I'm an artist. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Like, you, just, <laughs> you just sit around the house and do this all day? She's like, yeah, I'm just in you know, it's painting. I was like, wow. I was so amazed yeah. by this lady being like, just hanging out in her house in the middle of the day. Right. Just you painting. Know, maybe it was a holiday. Yeah, maybe just painting. And I was like, man, I, I want to do this. Right. You know? So. Well, I don't blame her. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, it's like kind of how I, it's uh, similar to my experience. It's like, wait a minute, you can do this for a living? I, I like yeah, doing this. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> and and that's, I, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I love doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't mind yeah, doing man. this at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's it. 
So uh, what kinds of materials do you use in your work? I didn't mention that I started out as a graphic designer. By trade, I've been a graphic designer the last 20, 20 odd years. Um, I've worked for myself the last between 16 and 18 years. Wow, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that literally is the word for it. Tough. I wouldn't suggest that for anybody, but for some, you know, do you do you? But yeah, I, do you is right. I, yeah, yeah, do you. <laughs> It may be your route. It, it's I will back away from that. But yeah, uh, so, so I've uh, worked as a graphic designer for um, for the last twenty, and then I kind of I stepped back from that in most aspects. I do have several, a few clients, very few, but just a few. Um, but right. yeah, so material wise, man. So of course we have to throw that in the computer, right? I, you right. Know, we'll throw that in Photoshop, Illustrator, whatever. But for the most part, uh, I'm using. I hate paintbrushes. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm finally learning to be kind to myself and learn how to use paintbrushes properly. <laughs> Even this back in it. art school, you didn't use them back then either? No, man, I hated wow. them then. Wow. I, and then, you know, I don't know, but I also had a, a group called AM Radio Artwork in Villa Shaka, okay. where we did live murals for years. We yeah. did live murals for like Heineken, Scion, uh, you name it, um, yeah. Kavasi, different. Like you, you travel around doing it, and I buy all this, all this art supplies, and buy all these paintbrushes for all these dudes to paint with. And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not um, touching that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching that." Anyway, uh, so me, material-wise, I use uh, Molotov markers. Started using what other markers? Uh, Montana markers. Yeah, I use uh, spray paint. I, I prefer, I prefer Montana black. It's just easy to use. Yes, yeah, I'm using the Beltron. Um, and my newest thing is the refill bottles for the Molotov markers yeah. and the Montana markers. It's because it's acrylic, but it's it's very fluid because they've it broken is. it down. So, yeah, so I use those with the paintbrush now. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's kind of like me just kind of being like, yeah, this kind of works. And it's really started. It, it really works for me right now. So I can go between. So I'm going between the markers and and the paintbrush when necessary. You know what I'm saying? And right. I use a, just a little bit of like, I use a little bit of straight up acrylic paint. It'll be like something basic from like, I don't know, Plaza or Utrecht, one of those companies. Right. Yeah. Like you know, just and, off the shelf, kind of no, no special brand. You're not making your own. I, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. I, I, let's let's be very clear. I'm not making my own. I'm not even making my own colors. And I don't want to. I can buy a color. I can buy the color I need. We're not faking the on that. No, I can just, you know, I can just buy that color. You need yellow? I can go get that. You I can know? just go so, get that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no, man. Well, yeah. uh, the school I went to, we basically spent about six months. That's all we did was mix paint. Mm. So, so black and white, red and yep. uh, green and blue and yellow, and that was it. And you had to make everything. So we yep. had to, in order to pass the class, you had to do all the shades of different, you know, yellow, green, you name it, and, it, and all of the tint, tone, and shades of all that stuff. That was kind of the fun part. Yeah. You know what, man? It's kind of funny. It's like, of course, I went through when I was in, I went, I went to school at Hampton University. We had a very small art program. Of course, we did that there. I think we did that in high school. And it's something weird where I'm always like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't need to do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. I will say at some point, Sometimes when I'm blending colors, you'll see that I've had to make a color. You right. know what I'm saying? But that's right. very, very seldom. It's very seldom I feel like that's necessary for me. I always thought of it as like it's a tool in the toolbox. You know how to do it in case you need to. That's yeah, yeah, no, that's it. yeah, and it's also like if you've been in the industry way too long, some of that stuff is secondhand. Yeah, it does become secondhand. You know, it's, it's kind of like you know how to do that. 
man. Like, you know, it's like, you got to do that if necessary. Yeah. You know, I taught a class. It was like older people, right? At a, at a community center. And we did it very briefly. It was like, this isn't hard, guys. You know, you can mix these. You know, it went over very quickly. And I was right. like, this isn't hard. You guys can pick this up. And they right. did very quickly, man. It's See? Not, I yeah, I never really think, like, Unless you're the, unless you're colorblind or you just have never been taught anything about color theory, and you're not going to get it, but we can work through this, and it's very simple. I will say this also for you right now. Yes, sir. At Hampton, I got stuck in a color theory class that was for the architecture department. If people don't know this, but Hampton University has a great architecture program, right? I didn't know that. So, or yeah, like you can look it up. Very reputable architecture program. I failed out of that class. Actually, I didn't fail. I was failing out of it. They had like all this extra stuff. I was on that. I was like, I don't even know. They gave me like little tiles to work with and all this crazy. And I was like, I don't even know. Dude. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> look up James Phillips. James, James Phillips. Phillips okay. James Phillips from Afro-Cobra ended up being my color theory teacher because they were like, yo, otherwise you're going to fail out. So James Phillip had only been there for probably a couple of months. They had him there as a professor for like a year or two. He taught me color theory. I don't even know if he really taught me color theory. I just hung out with him <laughs> and watched him paint murals. Yeah, but James Phillip taught me color theory. And it was like the greatest thing ever. Because he's out of, like I said, I don't even know if he really taught me color theory. I think I already understood color theory. He just taught me this to work. Hmm. And I still was being lazy at that point in life. So, I mean, I got the lesson, but I wasn't, I didn't apply it at that point. But yeah, man, that's, I totally get it now. So, so uh, going back to the, what kind of things you do. So what types of subject matter do you explore with your work? Interesting. Uh, yeah. So as far as subject matter, I'm trying to explore humanity. And, and it's not, and I'm not trying, not, not, not in a hokey way, right? Right. I'm trying to understand why we do what we do and who we are and what we are. Mm-hmm. And I want, and I want to see how I can apply my perspective or, or what I see and the things that I take in that are important to me or that, or that give me a sense of that hold me to earth. Like what are those things and how can I express them back out? so that people can, how do I put it, man? It's it's all this idea of, like, evolution. Everything we were already talking about. It's like, it's all this idea of, like, how do you get humanity to keep moving forward? How do you get us to unravel ourselves and let go of ourselves and keep moving forward and, and understanding, like, we're all here together and we need to... You know, like I, I really want to see. It's easy for me to say, "Yo, this is about revolution." Right. But then what is well, revolution? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. easy. no, I'm not. I'm not going to give you some something simple like that because it's not that simple. It's like, how do we all move forward? How do I get you all to move forward in one way, shape, or form? Right. Do I really need to get you to move forward? It's innate anyway. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. What, what can I help us on our journey? How can I help us? Right. Yeah, how can you know how can you help me and how can I help you? Right. And so in one way it is propaganda, but in another way it's not a simple political propaganda. I learned that. I did that. I've done that. Yeah. I'm not interested in that anymore. That's boring. Right. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, some things need to be spoken on, but it's propaganda for humanity. There you go. New catchphrase. New catchphrase for 2021. <laughs> yeah. Right. Propaganda for humanity. Propaganda for humanity. You might want to go ahead and trademark that and get the T-shirt. Right, man. I'm getting that right now. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
So uh, you kind of already answered this. Uh, when did text start to become a part of your work and why? Because I think you said that you started using text when you're 10. Yeah, but that wasn't, that was unintentional. Okay, so here's another reason why text is important to me. Yes. My punishment, you know, if I got in trouble, mm -hmm. would be that I had to sit in front of a typewriter oh. and type. Oh. So by the time I graduated high school, I could type 30 words a minute or whatever. You know what I'm saying? My mom was a business teacher. You know what I mean? So, like, we had the old school typewriters. Oh, yes. I know what you you're know talking what I mean? about. Uh, Smith so, Corona. Like the, yeah. And I'm talking, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking before. I'm talking about the heavy ones. Oh. The heavy, like, me, they, they weren't metal. I don't know what even that material is called. And then it's, it's almost like a, it's like a, it, it's more than ceramic. It's not metal, but it's not ceramic. And you had to, like, bow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put it on the table and the, the table kind of, like, sinks. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, so I had to learn a typo on those. And I'm like, of course, I'm creative or, you know, just an ADHD and all that stuff. So, of course, I'm picking up and taking the keys off. So text, always around text. If I learn how to type early, you know, on my, or off, I, like I said, I was drawn over top of newspapers. Right. It's text. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then it doesn't become incorporated back into my work until the last 10 years. Okay. Okay. When I'm like creating stuff and I'm like, oh, well, why don't I just write on it? Yeah. You know, but it's kind of like, well, weren't you doing it in the beginning anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if you also talk about me being a graphic designer, I also was designing stuff for myself at some point in time. And I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate text with this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then how do I use thing where I use just the text to right. create something? And I was like, okay, it's kind of hokey to me. Yeah. And then just working my way through that. Mm -hmm. You know, and also like I always say, I worked at the museum for like two or three years. Wow, that must have you been know, interesting. Huh. It was. It was very interesting in a lot of different ways. I left there unceremoniously <laughs> in one way, shape, or form. But, I mean, it's newspaper. It's yeah. newspaper. It's news. It's text constantly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, And they want you to use the words with the images, and you learn how to mix the two. So, basically, this is it all kind of culminates and leads us to this this place. Right. You're at now. So it was a very organic process. It wasn't like you woke up in the morning and it's like, you know what? I'm going to just start writing on text on my art. It, it, this was right. a, a process that started and has been going on since a, a very long time. Right. It was like just working back there in the back of your brain subconsciously and it just started coming out more and more. You yeah, because it, it makes sense. It, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, what makes sense? You know, like we don't all have to be the same and create the same way, you know? So right. what works for you? What makes you feel more most comfortable? I feel comfortable with text. You know, I feel comfortable creating weird block letters. And it's not that, I, no point do I consider myself any kind of graffiti artist or anything like that. But I do know what works for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Well, it's like you said, it works, works for you. And you feel yeah. comfortable with doing it. And you're exploring with it, which, hey, nothing's wrong with that. Yeah, man. That's what it is. And that's that growth, right? And lately, I've been using just a little bit less text. Hmm. And I, I know it's going to be dropped back in. Yeah. That's not the problem. <laughs> it's just that I needed some space because then everybody's expecting me to do the same exact thing. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's not going to happen. And not just because I'm being a jerk. That doesn't fit. It doesn't fit here, but it, it will fit. It, it will come in. It will, you know, it it, it, it'll be a part of it. Right. It's like a time and right. place. Yeah, right. right. For this piece, not right now. For the next piece, it probably will be. Right. Yeah. Once I get to, quote unquote, the end of a piece of where I feel like I can at least get ready to show it. Yeah. It's intuitive and I'm flowing and it's like, oh, this should go here or that should go there. That's that other piece to it. I usually do like when I'm creating, I used to get myself started. Maybe I'll 
I do the background. I do like a layer of color first. And maybe I do like some, I don't know, something to dingy it up a little bit. But then like I'll do a layer of text because of that layer of text actually gives me a structure, kind of gives me, a, it helps relax me. So, hmm. you know, it's like this process. I'm going to take the time to do all of this because I'm also aware that this is going to get me to another point. So it's helping me create a structure. It's helping me relax. Yeah, It's helping me become more compassionate with myself, understand that and this is impermanent. You're right. Like, I'm right. going to destroy this. This layering helps also build up the narrative to uh, the piece that you work on at that time by taking your time doing that? It does. It does, but it doesn't have to, but it does. Right? Like, so I'm, I'm, I, I could put anything in the background. Yeah, anything, for literally. Me, I'm, literally. But for me, I'm putting something that I'm already reading that's also a part of, like, everything. So we're talking about the same breath that we're talking about you know, we're, we, we're in a philosophy, right? Right. That first layer of text is philosophy. Oh, good. That's something I'm reading. something that I want to retain. Me rewriting it in this fashion is going to help retain that. It's also letting me know that it doesn't matter at a certain point because it doesn't matter in this regard in any, uh, anymore because I've educated myself about this. I'm informed. And, and, and it's kind of like, it's like a memory. It doesn't have to be in my face all the time for me to know it's there. Exactly. Right? right. So it's just playing with your own brain. It's messing with your own brain. <laughs> you know? You got and to. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You so have to. It helps me create structure, too. Right. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because then it helps you follow where you need to go and what you want to go. So. Right. And then I can start to play with, like, I say the same thing all the time. Like, I, I begin underlining stuff, circling those words. Yeah. Right? And so... Now I'm, I'm using the graphic design portion. I'm already figuring out how, to, how I want people's brain to move. How I want their eye to move across the page. Right. Using visual arrows. Right. 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 I'm giving them cues. Right. I'm giving them cues where their eye should go. Right. Right. So by the time I get to a point where that layer is covered up also, mm-hmm. it's still helping me figure out how this is going to all work together. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about this uh, earlier um, in a way, when is a piece finished? You know, is it finished by the viewer or is it finished by you, the artist? It's finished by the canvas. <laughs> I like that. I like the third the, answer. Yeah, <laughs> It's finished the by the canvas. Tell, the canvas tells you when you need to leave it alone. Hmm. The canvas will, the can, I, I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I smoke too much weed. <laughs> maybe I need to stop taking this THC cap or whatever. <laughs> Dude, it'll, the canvas will be like, mm, we're done. Huh, that's We're very interesting. Like, so it, yeah. So it's not necessarily organic. It's not like you're you're saying the hey viewer, you finish this. It's it's kind of this uh, sixth sense of sense, so to speak. Yeah, it's kind of like I can't dictate. I don't think I can just dictate what's done because when you do that, you always come up short, right? Right. Okay. So if I say something's done, and I look at it. I'm sure I can go back in a week and look at that and say, nah, it's not done. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at piece the pieces at the uh, at Art of Noise. Mm-hmm. that are hanging yeah and i'm like that's not done hmm. you know what i mean you also know as artists you know when you can overwork a piece oh yes and do too much oh yes but then but wait but here's the question you can overwork it but that doesn't mean it's really overworked it's that you've you've made a conscious decision that it's overworked that's your conscience that's think about it yeah you know what I mean? like, yeah it's it, you can go on forever like artists artists should understand that they can go on forever that's true. And some people do. That's why some people get so frustrated with themselves. They don't know when to cut themselves off or they don't know when to listen to the canvas. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're getting at now. Okay. Yeah. Because there are times where, you know, I felt like I've overworked something and then someone's come by and it's like, man, you 
probably should do some more to that. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or or put a line on the left side, put it, or it turns into something else. Yeah, like you can see where, like, if you're willing to let go of control, and you're willing to be vulnerable with yourself, you can see, yeah, where it can go next. It hmm. can go somewhere else. I was looking at uh, this piece that I did. It's called Reality, Reality, Reality. It, it's already a lot. It's got about six, seven layers. It's got done all kind of stuff to it at this point. And I'm looking at it like, oh, I could have done this instead. I can outline this. I could do some like George Kondo type, you know, basically block it in to a certain degree and turn it into something totally different if I want to, if I'm willing to go that far. And now I'm seeing that I have the opportunity next time. And the same thing, so I had this other piece. There's a piece called Devour and a piece called Reality, and they're right next to each other, hanging. And the Devour piece, you know, I've taken, like, some weird steps with what I'm doing. I'm trying to get comfortable with it. I'm looking at the Devour piece, and I was like, oh, man, I did way too much. This is all out of control. But I finished that before I finished the Reality piece, and now I'm looking back at the Devour piece like, oh, I could have done more. You know what I mean? Like, I could do more. It's fine if I'm willing to let myself go further. That's what it's all about. Like, how far are you really allowing yourself to go yeah, so, you know, and I think that's just learning. That's just learning. Like you said, because the day yeah. you stop learning, days start dying. Days, days stop dying. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> How does the internet affect you nowadays, you know, when you're doing your work? It's scary. I think I don't have a problem have putting my work up. I feel like I want more people to see it. I think I'm still trying to figure out how to get more people to be able to see my work. Yeah. The only issue I have is with talking on the internet. You know what I'm saying? It's a little weird, man. It is. You want to be free, right? We're told you can be very free. Right. But the other side of it is, you know, that freedom also puts you in a predicament with people. Because then people can be free with you yep. to a point of it can be disconcerting. It can be it can be harmful. Very you harmful. Know? Right. I was talking to my buddy yesterday, um, and we were talking about the idea that, like, they're going to take you out of context regardless, right? Oh, yes if they want to, but it's like, I'm dealing with a lot of ideas and I'm pulling, you know, the artwork and the text in it and everything. I'm dealing with all these different ideas. If you just decide to take one word out of it, out of that sentence that I just gave you, then you turn me into a pariah overnight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I just want people to be patient. That's the part I'm concerned about, patience. I want them to be patient with me and I want to be patient with them. Well, and also the word, you know, think about it. They always talk about like one of the important things is that's the word itself, you know. Right. And you can say words that can mean the same thing but have different inflections, you know, right. as in like, uh, what's up to the what's up. Right. You know, it's how it said, when it said, and where. And right. like you said, with the internet, since you are removed from that audio kind of and visual of a face, kind of giving you, yep. you know, clues, someone can read that what's up and go, oh, man, that guy's mad. He's an a-, you know. Yeah. It's hard for people to, they don't get your intent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. the intent is hard to pick up on. Very and hard. So it's, like, you literally have to use a certain number of words or, you know, words a certain way. And, and then you talk about inflection, right? But let's right. say you're doing, if you're talking about characters on a keyboard, how many words do you have to use to make sure you infer the intent you meant behind what you were saying? Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. always a way to do it. Every time you sit on the keyboard, you don't want to become a novelist. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, I'm not a trained novelist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I want to be Stephen King when I sit down and tell you, like, you know, <laughs> I don't like that. You know what I mean? Or that's whack. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like a whole nother level to it, man. It's tough. It is tough. tough. I feel bad, though, that have gotten caught in cancel culture 
by mistake. I feel bad for folks to get caught in cancel culture, even though they've done something wrong to a certain degree. Because there's there's malintent. There's ones that are like really trying to be. There's a difference between just being a jerk or a troll or just trying to enjoy yourself online and getting caught up. Like, okay, I did something wrong. Right. And then the other other side of it is just like that. Those people get destroyed, just like people that need to get need to be reamed you know what i'm saying like, right it, like you said it's hard to kind of some people get caught up in it when they shouldn't have been it's like the you know the yeah. wrong people get wrong you know i always feel that it's also actions can be louder than words yep but once again you're talking about online so it's hard to see these actions we're in a point in time man where like your actions don't have to match up to your words not anymore you feel I know. me like yeah. not anymore like you can be on instagram and people like yo you're like that, I guess that's one thing I do worry about, man. It's like it's a difference between being like, um, I'm on Instagram and I can just if I just post pictures on Instagram, I don't have to do twenty thousand drawings or paintings or whatever. Right. I could do I could just do like some little small stuff yeah. and people are like, yo, this is dope, this is cool. And you're like, what? but then you <laughs> when you finally see them in person and see their work and you're like you're whack, yo. Like, you ain't even doing no work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's the part where you're like, and that's the part that scares me. Oh, it's the you illusion. I mean? Yeah, it's right. the illusion. Like I, yeah, that's the illusion. That's, you know, it's the, that's the portfolio. That's the idea of the portfolio. Talking to, like, some kids in, like, that are about to graduate college. Yeah. Like, one of them's like, in a, she does some work for me, and another one's like, she's at Spelman. Yeah. The other one's at NYU, and they were like, yo, we don't like posting work. Hmm. And I'm like, what? It's like this whole fear thing. Because they're seeing people's portfolio work. They're seeing their best work, and they're thinking, I'm not matching up to that. Right. And it's like, no, it's not that. No, it's You're not. Just, <laughs> it's so much BS, man. And yeah. it slows so many people down. It keeps people from creating also. Yes, it does. It is almost you a deterrent. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is also the opposite camp. There are people who will post every single thing, good or bad, in the ugly. Which yeah, I, I actually kind of respect that because it's like, I don't know if you're like this or not. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm doing. You know, it's up to you if you want to like it, not me. That, yeah. that kind of certain amount of unfilteredness is more productive in the long term. You know, definitely. That, that's one of several things. Right. So that's the uh, right. That's learning compassion for yourself. Right. And that's also understanding vulnerability and what and, and understanding that vulnerability is not a bad thing. No, it's not. Right. It gives you breadth. Right. Right. It gives you more room to work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you're not you're not boxed in. You know what I mean? And that's vitally important to being an artist anyway. And we don't we don't get a chance to talk about that or we talk about it in some kind of weird way where it's like, you know, you have to go. You need to go through all of this and blow. No, man, you just need to learn this. OK, like it's OK. That's true. You know? Yeah. It just, you know, learn some basics. You know, of yeah. like how to draw a circle and a triangle and a square and then put right. all that together and just keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I know I was going to say when I first started out, I, I, you know, first drawing and stuff, I, you know, felt shy and embarrassed to show people my mm -hmm. work. But after a while, I just said, screw it and just started just throwing things out there. And I feel better for it. You know, I think I've learned a lot more from through myself, through the actions I've done and from other people right. and talking to other people as well. So, you know, it definitely helps, you know, just to keep doing it rather than try to be very selective. Because like you said, some people like to use IG for for their, uh, you know, for their portfolio rather than having a website. And that's right. You know, I kind of feel weird about that personally, but, you know. 
some people, that's how they have to start. Yeah, and it's, it's like the same thing. Like we've always, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm 47 now, right? And so I grew up in like the, uh, the I guess the, the beginning of hip hop. So it was like, yep. you can't, you know, people be like, you can't front all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? No front. Yeah. They say yeah. words like, you can't be fronting. And it's yep. like, yep. yeah, like that's real, man. Like that's still real, bro. It still is like, real. You, yeah. Like, and it's kind of like you want to, you know, I really all, it's like you don't want to call people out, but you want to be like, I don't want to beat up on nobody. I don't want anybody to feel bad about what they're doing, but also don't want them to, I don't want you fronting. I don't want you faking the funk. And then, right. cause that also, when you do that, right, it creates, it creates a lane for lazy people to feel comfortable believing that they know what good, what good work is. That's, that's you know valid. I mean? You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, valid. It's like, it's just so much space in there. Once you start doing the corny wax stuff, then people are like, oh, I like that. And it's like, well, that's just because you're being lazy. Like, I, you know <laughs> yep. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're not you pushing know, yourself. Like, yeah, you're not pushing yourself. You're not pushing your brain. You know, you like what everybody else likes because it's IG. You do the same thing. You click on the same things. Right. You, you, you like the same things because it's easy. It makes it, it doesn't make your brain work. Your eye, your eye knows this. Your eye can follow this pattern sequence or structure. It knows what this is already. So once it, if it knows that already, it's going to automatically uh, be drawn to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I just started reading Escape from Evil, the Ernest Beckert book. And he's talking about humans. How do you say it? Like humans love seeing other humans. Like it's like it's innate. Right. Hmm. So if we're talking about art and we're talking about what people like in art, they yeah. like what they already see. They, they already know what makes them feel comfortable. Right. And so you need to make we need to make each other somewhat uncomfortable for growth because otherwise we're stagnant. We stay in the same place. That's true. Uh, yeah. Because you got to you got to move the the move the dialogue or uh, yeah. the gold post, as they say, you know, a lot of you those do. analogies you do because yeah. you get too comfortable, then it becomes nostalgic. And then nostalgia just ends up just making a feedback loop for yourself and you end up just developing a cocoon and then any new idea that comes to mind it will not be able to function in your head anymore and right and that's it's that's dangerous death. yeah it's death that's death yeah you're not moving forward right once right. you start relying on the past and relying on what you already know you're not going anywhere you know what i'm saying you're not entropy begins that's true and so you begin not to move forward you begin to you begin to move slower slower and slower to the point where you're not moving forward at all because you're relying on something that you believe is going to help sustain life and the only way to sustain life is to move forward is to evolve yeah, you know you what i'm saying you got to keep moving as, as they say you got to right. keep moving. you do you do you and that's what happens when artists start to do different kind of work or try to uh or switch up their styles. That's the only way to survive. That's how you live. That's how you, you know live. what I mean. Yep. Like yep. yeah, like Andre three thousand. He can't keep doing the same verses. No, he can't. You know what I mean? Like right. yeah, like people are like, well, why do I see him out? Why is he playing the flute today or whatever? Because he's trying to survive. Because <laughs> he's trying man. to survive and he's trying, and he's to, trying to expand to... his mind. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all. It's all the same thing, man. He learned to play the piano, whatever else. I don't think the thing is that uh, quote unquote instrumentally inclined. Right. He just he's pushing himself. Right. He's trying. Why not? Why not keep trying? Yeah. It, you know that kind of yeah. goes into my other adage of you know once you stop learning you start dying. I say that a lot. And yeah. And I do yep. believe that personally. So I, I try to go out there and try to learn something new today. The day's not over yet. So I'm sure there's a lot of things I'll learn. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like you know, I keep repeating the same thing. Like I had to like the last 
five to seven years has been a complete change for me. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't it wasn't because I turned forty, just because like I think I started reading more. I was reading, but then I started reading more. And more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like my brain is opening back up, man. I'm opening to these different things. You know what I mean? Like. Right, right. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like I started creating more, started painting more, started actually being like, yo, I can do this. I can do this next thing. I can, uh, I can do whatever I need to do. I can keep moving. And it's just like your brain just opens up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, if you don't do that, man, I, oof, oof. That, that's the best way to put it is just, oof, literally, oof, because yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I read before I go to bed. And uh-huh. uh, it's a good routine to have for me. You know, some people may mm-hmm. not want to read before going to bed, but I do. And uh, I, I used to really just read just about anything. But like you, it's like about maybe f- six years ago, I started just reading Aristotle. And it just mm. kind of just changed my mind after that. So I've been like yep. you know, a little philosophy junkie ever since. And Oh, man, same thing, bro. Yeah, because yeah, all these branches of philosophy really started making me expand to think about it. You know, like, um, you know, philosophy of beauty isn't a great one, you know, that I always mm-hmm. reread all and those little short books on that because that, that relates to what we do, you know. It's like, well, yeah. what, is, what is beauty? And, yeah, what is beauty, yeah, right? What is you, it? You start to add, what is it, you know? Yeah, you start thinking about it by yourself. I mean, it's like I started thinking about it while I was taking a shower, that kind of stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it does become consuming and it made me start to grow. Like you were just talking about. And yeah. I recently finished a book about a philosophy of nature. You know, it's like, uh, I have to look up the title of the book cause it's escaping my name right now, but I didn't realize that they would have a philosophy of the environment or nature, you know, it's like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, well, you know? I mean, and that's important for us to be able to think about nature in different terms, right? So right. It's important for us to question even how we fit into nature. You know what I mean? And, yep. and then the question our our human perspective on what nature is and, 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 and how does nature look at us? There's so much for us to, you know, it's like, it's like how to not get caught up in just the little bit that we are. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, as much, as much as we are, we aren't. You know what I mean? We are... Yeah. It's both, right? Right, it is. It's that pull between nothingness and and everything. It's kind of like you need to question as much as possible. You need to learn as much as possible, and you need to be will. You need to be open to as much as possible. You know what I mean? And, and yes. you, should, you should have your parameters. We all have to have our parameters. But well, you know, if, if you can educate yourself and learn from something, do that. Do that. You know? Yes. Take the time to, because you know what, time isn't it forever, but yet there is t- enough time to learn. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Here's a question for you that I kind of like, and it f- feeds into continuation of, uh, where is the balance between the socially conceived supermen and the mythologized outcast? Yeah. Um, where is that balance? The balance, so that balance is just, it's allowing yourself to be human, right? Okay. So with that series, it's, it's, the, it's Odysseus Rising. And so Odysseus I think Odysseus's name means something like it infers that you're bad or it doesn't mean Odysseus doesn't mean anything good. So basically it's, it's, it's not about being redeemable by anything like that. It's just allowing yourself to be human, letting go of whatever people want to hold over. So we're going to talk about this, but I'm not trying to be divisive. 
I don't want anybody to think that they're not important and I don't care about them either. But for African-American males in particular, which is what I was covering when I was doing these pieces, yes. these like young African-American males, is that you can be this cool daredevil that does all these tricks and does all these cool things. And people are like, oh, that is, oh my gosh, it's almost like he's, almost like a Superman. You know what I mean? Like this right. is why you get the, you know, these basketball players, football players, they get to be looked at a certain way or even rappers, you know, they're looked at like they're superhuman. Oh yes. They get on a pedestal right? easily. Yeah. Right. But the other side of that pedestal, once they get knocked off that pedestal, what is it? It's an abyss. It's a bottomless hole. Right. If they are the worst, it's always they are the worst. And it doesn't have to be that way. And forget what forget what everybody else is thinking of, of you. Right. It's also, what do you think of yourself? Like, I want to be able to wake up every day and not be worried about, do I have to be Superman or am I the bad guy? I don't want to be Batman and I don't want to be the Joker. Right. The combination of those two is what a basic human being is. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm, if you think mm -hmm. about it, it's just human. What are you as a human being? You, you know, you're not a psychopathic that's willing to do anything that anybody and everybody, right? Right. And you're also jumping off buildings to save every single person. No. Nope, you know what I mean? Like, right. you're not doing either. So the idea is allow somebody their humanity, hmm. not just allow somebody else their humanity, allow yourself your humanity. Right. You don't have to be all these things. You're not all these things. That's also a problem we have. But like, a lot of it also is us getting caught up in these fantasies. We get caught up in these ideas of what we're supposed to be in. If we do this, then we're going to be cool. We're going to be thought of yeah. in this great way. When in fact, really, man, you just honestly, you just want to be able to wake up the next day and just wake up and keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and if we think about like, so I, you know, I have this ongoing arguments with a few friends, uh, dialogue with a few friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always talk about like the idea the problems that we have right now are like people think that they are in a movie. They yes. think they're in a wild, wild west movie. Yep. Or and not even as a wild, wild west. It could be any kind of movie, right? But they believe that they are a protagonist in a movie <laughs> instead of just, you know what? You're not yeah. the protagonist, dog. You just made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the protagonist at the end of a movie gets to ride off in the sunset. Guess what you get to do? You get to go home and wake up again. Yeah. It doesn't end. It doesn't end till it ends. Well, the ultimate end. You're right. You're right. Right. And so we're and we're all caught up in these narratives. So how do you, how do you relieve yourself of these narratives? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, that, I, that's valid. How do I? Yeah. Or how does one? Yeah. How does one move themselves through a narrative? And how does one not let a child be caught up in a narrative? Ooh, that's, you know what I mean? That's, like, I don't know if I can answer that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's valid, man. Like, yeah, I give you an example. So I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm supposed to be a great athlete. I'm supposed to be better than all the rest of the kids at basketball or football, right? Right. Yeah. I'm supposed to be the best athlete. I'm supposed to be the best at dancing. So whatever you, <laughs> whatever it is, besides being smart. Or intelligent, right? Right. You're supposed to be better at all these things. Okay, I, I'm an average athlete, dog, at best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. I can compete with you. I will compete with you just because I'm competitive. Right. I haven't spent enough time playing football or basketball growing up for me to be better than somebody, for me to be better than a white kid that's growing up playing basketball or football. Right. Like, you it's a stereotype. Yeah, it's like those, a stereotype. Yeah. Those are stereotypes. Those are, those are narratives. Right. Most of us do not understand that we are caught up in narratives that aren't necessarily us. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're you know putting I mean? me in a place that's, I'm not in that place. Right. Right. If you look at like, you got girls on Instagram, you know, half naked because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Or like, it could be any narrative. It could but be it's, anyone. It's a narrative. Right. 
isn't anyone, but it's, it's, that's not you. You know, me being black doesn't mean I have to do these five things or whatever those five things are. Right. No, that does not, no. This no. just happens to be the color of my skin or, you know, what is it, the photon, blah, 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 whatever, <laughs> what they call it. I forgot what they call that, but, you know, it's, it's just light bouncing off my body. Yeah, it's you know literally I mean? light bouncing off your body, yeah. Right, that's it. That's it. That's all this is, you know what I mean? We're pretty much not different. You know what I mean? No, nope. so, you got the same guts that I have. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, like, how do we remove those narratives? <laughs> and that also lends to your survival. If mm. you're not stressed about trying to be something that you're not the whole time or trying to hold up and be like somebody else that you're not. Like, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure that somebody at some point was like, hey, Buck is a rapper. Oh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not even a graffiti. I'm not even a graffiti artist. Leave me alone. I just, <laughs> just want to draw pictures, man. I just want to paint pictures. Well, you're just a creative. I mean, at the end of the day, right. you're just a creative. You like to create. You're fulfilling a part of a human need to create besides, exactly. you know, getting food and replicating. A need that down to the essence of who we are. The essence of who you are. We each have our, we're not born with a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we feel like we have a, we impart our own our own purpose. That's yeah, no, that's valid. And, that's yeah. true. And yeah. that's we and we get that out of the information that we gain. So we gain some information. We say, well, my purpose is this, right? Right. You, I can change anybody's purpose. You know what I mean? But it, right, or I can change my own, you know, my own for that matter. Right. Exactly. You don't have to. You don't have to be. A, you don't have to wear a MAGA hat because you were born in, <laughs> I don't know, Tennessee. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's right. kind of like it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, man. You don't have to do that. You can do what you want to do. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. There's no rule. There is no rule. So it's just understanding the balance, man. And try, it's trying to give people space so they can so they can breathe, so they can live, so they can be human. It could be human, you know? right? Yeah, because yeah. it's hard enough just being a human. <laughs> it's yeah. hard enough, you know. It's hard enough, and it's like you know, it's dope. Like I'm always amazed by like kids. Like small kids, I don't have any, but when I'm, you know, when, when you're talking to kids and saying, like, you know, small kids, they tell you what they are and what they do. Yeah, they're you're like, they're like, yo, I'm an artist. If a five year old tells you you're an art, they're an artist. Yeah. He's a fucking artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no way around there's that. There's no that way around the, it. That is, that is like the dopest thing to hear. That's like really yeah. what she is. She's decided that's what she's doing for right now. She could be a she could be a princess tomorrow. Right. But for right now, she's an artist. Right. We should be able to keep that. We should be able to, you know, why can't we retain that right. ability? Why can't we? What you happens? I mean? Yeah, why do we lose that? You know, it's right. And it's not just because you become an adult. No, I don't think it's that either. There's no, just there's something else. Yeah, there's something else. There's, there's fear. That's mm. when we start talking about fear. Mm, you yeah, know, yeah. fear fear makes you fear makes you compress or like, you know, you know, you feel like you can't be the things that you want to be, the things that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, same thing. You want to see people be human, you know? Yeah. And understand that. And be be flawed, but be better than you were yesterday. Keep growing. I try to improve on myself when I can. Because like you said, just be human. Just be human. Yeah, that's it. What advice would you give your past self and the other artist? Oh, uh, past self, I'd say it's okay. Just get to work. <laughs> and when I say get to work, just get to work on, just get to work doing what you want to do. It's okay. It's fine. You're okay. You're fine. You haven't done anything wrong. Just, just keep going. Just keep going. You know, just keep going. Just do the work. Literally do the work. Chop the tree. Hmm. I like that analogy. Yeah, if if you don't chop the tree, it won't fall. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just chop the tree. I'm I'm going to quote you on that. Chop 
<laughs> All right. There we go. All right. Wrote that down. I'm more concerned about our humanity and us being okay. You know, just us being okay. Yeah. You know, this is hard enough. It's all hard enough as it is. If you can't find some freedom, then what is there? You know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it just relies on ideas surrounding fear, you know, or continuously scaring one another into believing that because you aren't represented in every single thing that all of a sudden you'll, you'll cease to exist is I'm tired of it. Yeah. You know, we all are tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're all here, man. You know, like we're all here. We're all here. We're all. Yeah, we well, don't have to be in every single thing. We'll be good. And we're all breathing the same air, the same air that uh, people from Roman times and Greek times and Egyptians to you know. What well, same air? Yeah, you know, we all came from one place, and we're all we, uh, we got to keep all, going. Yeah, and we're all going to go to yeah. the same place, so to speak, once exactly. we cease to exist. Hey, man, there it is. How did you get your nickname, Buck? I said, oh, that's actually the worst question. Okay. Well, <laughs> if it's, it's, not, it's not, no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not even, it's not even a big deal. It's more of a joke. This is a joke gone bad on my part. <laughs> and I have to say this because my parents don't call me Buck. Oh, my friends of course I grew not. up don't call me Buck. Okay. Me and a few of my friends that I was hanging out with in high school used to try to go out and holler at girls yeah. down by the power, down at the power plant in Baltimore. <laughs> and we all had, and we came up with this idea we all had to have a nickname. <laughs> I came up with the nickname Buck. I don't know how I came up with that stupid name. <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> I go to, no, I go to Hampton. Yeah. I go to Hampton and I'm like, yo, I'm Buck. Cause I'm like, introduce myself to girls. I'm, I'm nervous. Right. I'm scared, whatever. And then this one girl from Baltimore was like, Hey y'all, that's Buck. And then everybody's like, "That's Buck." And I was like, "Yeah, my nickname's Buck now." Yeah. And it fit. It also fit my personality at that time. Like it, because I was really like, when when I first got the handle, I was a little off the handle, you know. And but that was also me trying to figure out how to fit in. And that's just, uh, that's all that inner, you know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I am, but I'm gonna be something. Well, that explains yeah, the yeah. exclamation point behind your nickname. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. That's also to make sure nobody thinks it's something derogatory. Yeah, it's derogatory like, right. Yeah, it's kind of like my exclamation. I'm here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 Oh, we cleared that up. <laughs> oh, also, yes, I will say this. I have to say, my website is mbilashaka.com, and so a lot of times people don't know what mbilashaka means. Yeah. What does that mean? Thank you for so, uh, bringing that up. Yeah. So, uh, H. Rap Brown, who's been he's been convicted of several crimes, so he's away now. But he was um, a revolutionary during the '60s and '70s, and he used to say it during his speech, and it's literally what he used to say was Lasima. Tushinde and Bilashaka, which means we shall conquer without a doubt. So in, in understanding what I've been saying the whole time, it's more than just when I say we, I don't, it's not a divisive way. So I removed that part of it for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's to, and just to infer that without a doubt, like this is all without doubt. Like when you speak to me, know what I'm saying to you is what I'm saying to you. And I, know, I want you to speak to me the same way. So it is without a doubt. We are without a doubt. I'm just writing that down without, without a doubt. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir, for taking your time uh, for doing oh, this. Man. I want to say thank you to Buck for taking the time to do the interview. If you want to learn more about Buck and to see his work, you can go to his website at mbilashaka.com. Or you can go to his Instagram at the same name. To hear past episodes of Artbox, head on over to artboxdmv.com. And our boxes on Instagram at ArtboxDNV. Until next time, thank you for listening.